section nineteen of travels to oaxaca by nicholas joseph thierry de menonville an anonymous translation from the french this librivox recording is in the public domain ninth june the night has been dreadful storms of thunder and lightning and torrents of rain seem to threaten a second deluge still we had little wind and the ship rolled dreadfully in the morning i had a very interesting conversation with the captain of the ship with whom it was now plain i should have every reason to be satisfied as observing me giving air to my plants i have found you out said he to me in a low tone of voice you most assuredly are not about to transport this cochineal to your own country but with a view of naturalizing it there the liberality he had shown towards me the frank manner of his accost determined me on confessing to him which it was now of no service to deny nor had i any room to repent my confidence but on the contrary by his assistance perfectly cajoled the sailors who as well as the captain stood near me and one of whom more cunning than the rest had taken one of the insects and crushed it on a white deal board and observing the purple hue it gave cried out to his fellows why this is cochineal and cochineal is contraband to divert them from the idea they might else entertain on this subject the captain and myself planned a short scene which played off seriously before them estranged their fancies a hundred leagues from the track they were taking one afternoon the captain being on deck with his officers and most of the seamen asked me in a grave and inquisitive manner what i meant to do with all those plants they are said i in as candid and easy a manner as i was capable of assuming they are intended for a preparation a remedy a remedy for what complaint for the gout indeed and pray what is the process of making it why this the nopals cochineal vanilla and halop are pounded together in a silver mortar the mixture is afterwards boiled the expressed juice in proportion of an ounce at a time is administered to the patient internally and of the mark a cataplasm is formed which is applied to the feet and are there no other ingredients in the prescription at this i seemed loath to tell the whole secret i however acknowledged that the balm of mecca was a component incense gold dust leaf silver and in a half whisper but loud enough to be heard without difficulty some blessed lint which has touched the relics of santo toribio this with a few latin words i intermingled in my answers rendered my receipt exceedingly respectable in the minds of my auditors never indeed was nonsense listened to with more attention and the bamboozled sailors as well were convinced of the purity of my intentions as of the efficaciousness of the prescription i sighed however as much as i laughed at this ridiculous imposition 
but it was indispensable that i might parry the denunciations which might have been made against me otherwise at campeche by some one or other of the crew we were no more than twenty leagues from vera cruz the wind at first very variable afterwards strong and then again a dead calm we distinguished the campeche packet which sailed a little before us at three leagues to leeward in the evening we saw a shark tenth june the whole night through it rained and the calm lasted till half past three p m i planted some vanilla halap and nopals which i had remaining three leaves of my large nopals loaded with cochineal rotted a first cause of anguish but i was somewhat consoled by having succeeded in settling the new-born cochineals upon other nopal leaves in a very healthy state at half-past three we had the wind abaft making for the east-south-east we were accompanied throughout the whole day by a shoal of bonitos which played about our ship and which though against the wind frequently swam around the vessel this circumstance appears to me worthy of consideration i likewise saw a number of beautiful dorados the sky was clouded throughout the whole day the temperature highly pleasing eleventh june the sun again made its appearance with increased splendor there was no rain in the night we made but little way and by reckoning were only thirty-five leagues from the point of departure from nine till three a dead calm a clear sky and high temperature we were followed by the same escort of bonitos and by a number of other small fish which had followed us from vera cruz at three o'clock a wind from the north sprang up and we ran four knots additional losses gave new cause for regret i was obliged after collecting the cochineal to throw five other leaves of my large nopals into the sea what a mournful prospect for the future provided as it is threatened we should be two months out at sea twelfth june the north wind continued till three in the morning when it veered to the southeast the night fine and without rain at eight the wind sunk into a calm but a very light breeze from the north sprang up at ten thirteenth june the night beautiful and the morning lovely at eight a calm a breeze at ten rain at noon succeeded by a calm till five again had sight of the brigantine for campeche it advanced no faster than ourselves rain and a storm at eight in the evening fourteenth june the night tranquil the wind changed from the north to the southeast though it blew hard it yet did not prevent our progress the whole morning squalls with rain by reckoning according to the pilot we were fifteen leagues from soundings and forty from campeche i lost the beautiful brood of mexican parakeets which i had brought with me and three other leaves of my nopals my cochineals exacted all my attention it was their time of bringing forth i had nests to make for them nor was this all 
the hurricanes that blew threatened to fill all my cases with salt water which is utterly destructive of these plants i was obliged to stand sentry over them on these critical occasions and cover them with thick matting giving them air only by means of the small side openings were it not for the extreme tediousness of navigation in this gulf the voyage would have been pleasant but the winds which prevail at this season in alternation with calms being south-south-east and north-north-east they blow to no port whatever in a direct line we enjoyed the sight of an infinite number of dorados the most beautiful fish that swims the sea still we had not a single man on board who had any inclination to fish fifteenth june the whole of the following night we had a terrible hurricane the rain fell in large drops and with a noise like balls of lead the wind blew furiously from the northeast till three in the morning at five it got round to the southeast neither on this nor on the preceding day was there intervention of calm we had been upon soundings from ten in the morning and might expect to arrive in five or six days at campeche we saw a great number of birds the color of the sea underwent a change and was of a greenish blue sixteenth june it blew hard all night with squalls of rain the morning gray the remainder of the day remarkably fine in spite of all my care my cases were washed by a wave the young cochineals did not succeed in fastening on the cactus sylvestris of veracruz called tunas ten other of my opuntiae had become rotten irremediable loss the whole night through adverse wind abundance of porpoises of enormous bulk seventeenth june saw land on the south and hoped to arrive the next day at campeche but the wind which blew from shore kept us at a distance the whole day the lands low and nearly level with the sea a flock of boobies and frigate birds the color of the sea changed by stripes according to the greater or less depth of water at noon we had but nine fathoms the sky clouded the captain added this day to the fund of continually regenerating inquietude with which i was assailed he apprised me that at campeche we should have guards and soldiers put on board and who knows how long we might lie off this place a hurricane still more violent than that of the fifteenth was experienced this night the thunder roared in loudest peals incessant flashes of lightning furrowed the atmosphere in every direction rain fell in torrents and the whistling of the blast was even louder than the noise of the thunder and the waters dread and consternation seized upon every one we were obliged to take in every inch of canvas fortunately my chests were well fastened and covered but for which precaution due to my nopals they would have perished with my plans and probably myself with them eighteenth june after the storm the wind blew strong from the south we must have been driven far indeed during the tempest 
for we had from sixteen to twenty-six fathoms of water whereas the day before when we made land we had but six fathoms water and were only eight leagues from shore for in this part the number of fathoms denotes pretty nearly the number of leagues from land the soundings lessening in gradual proportion as the distance becomes less we saw a shark and a number of birds nineteenth june the soundings various in proportion as the north carried us forward or the south drove us from shore it seemed as though we were under some enchantment and as if this wretched country fled from our approach in thirteen days we had not been able to go more than ninety leagues this day we could not distinguish land though the line gave but six fathoms in the evening and though all night long we smelt the land and its flowers but we had a dead calm after the calm a gust of wind succeeding we got into three fathoms of water and cast one of our anchors we had no rain for four and twenty hours twentieth june this day we saw land by five in the morning it is more lofty eastward than towards the south at sunrise we raised anchor in order to get nearer into land and at seven we distinguished the town of campeche on the south southeast it has no port but merely a bad open road liable to every wind and lying three leagues from the town which cannot be approached nearer by any vessel carrying more than ninety tons at nine we anchored the bylander of ninety tons which brought us from vera cruz was laden with maize for which the captain expected to find a market intending to replace it by a loading of dyeing wood which at cape francois would have paid him a considerable profit but in order to succeed great skill and circumspection were requisite as this was an act of smuggling and as smuggling is punishable with slavery and confiscation of property the captain sold his maize to great advantage as it was scarce but no doubt intoxicated with success he idled away his time and missed the opportunity of profiting to the full extent of his means for my part the delay to which he subjected us and the additional losses i every day sustained among my nopals not less than forty of which i was obliged to throw into the sea were sources to me of extreme vexation i had moreover much room for complaint against the crew and for the purpose of acquainting the captain with their conduct i went on shore and thus had an opportunity of visiting the town san francisco de campeche is a town of a square form each side measuring upwards of twelve hundred yards it is perfectly well built of hewn stone in the spanish style with rectilinear streets kept very clean and of tolerable breadth it is surrounded with curtains and bastions but is without ramparts or terraces the walls are thirty feet high by from five to six in thickness but have no fosse on the side toward the land 
an immense pueblo or suburb of indians encloses it which much delighted me on account of the trees and thicket by which each house is surrounded the suburbs may contain about a thousand indians the population of the town including the garrison with the citizens may be about three thousand money at this place is so rare that nuts of cacao form the currency for eight of these nuts you purchase an egg at the market and you are boarded at the inn for two reals the day debauchery is here prevalent to the same extent as wretchedness but its ministers are such as could please but sailors alone yet these so well that they reckon this a paradise such was the extremity of misery throughout all yucatan about six years back that according to the account even of the spaniards themselves there died from want no less than forty thousand persons it is however doubtful notwithstanding the immense extent of this province whether it ever contained so many inhabitants but on the contrary should it be true should any credit be due to the spaniards when they give such a shocking list of deaths have we not to charge government with the most reprehensible neglect how can it have been careless to such degree as to suffer this province to remain so destitute of provision while with so much facility grain might have been supplied either from the havana where all kinds of european corn abounds and which is but two hundred leagues distant or from vera cruz but eighty leagues away and where a similar plenty reigns this extensive region has the more need of assistance from the frequency of dearth the cause is to be attributed to the droughts so fatal to this rocky base and so frequent owing to the land lying low and the want of mountains to break the clouds which in consequence except where the north winds encounter others from the south and occasion them to break over the land are constantly borne out to sea should the months of may june and july those in which maize is sown unfortunately pass without rain all the hopes of the colonists are lost and they are left wholly destitute of resource the only trade carried on at campeche is in stone sent to vera cruz and dye woods immense piles of which cut for upwards of thirty years are seen in different parts which the spaniards prefer seeing wrought before their faces to selling to any interloper though they cannot possibly export them themselves the whole time i was there i saw but three brigantines loaded and at no time perhaps is there a greater number here the culture of cacao is not allowed in this country i know not from what lamentable policy for it would succeed admirably cacao in consequence is so dear that the nuts or beans are used as money the poor who in consequence of the dearness of chocolate are deprived of the enjoyment of that beverage substitute for it the pips of the zapota marmui whose fruit is large as an egg and bitter as colo quintida i traversed the whole of the gardens in campeche 
and found not one that was curious i culled here at hazard sixteen plants of two species of cactus without thorns which afterwards were of great use to me however on the sixth july the captain repaired on board with intention to put off to sea and within three days at farthest three barks were to bring us out to sea the campeche wood we were to take on board notwithstanding all my pains i was never able to procure either branches leaves or seeds of this tree to satisfy myself whether or no it is different from that we possess in our own colonies i paid a sailor beforehand to procure me some but they never came we were just on the point of weighing anchor when the master of a boat which had brought us in a stock of wood for cooking saw my nopals and cochineal and told me that they were cultivated within six leagues of campeche though i have strong doubt of the truth of this statement i nevertheless felt much vexed at not having had an opportunity of ascertaining whether it was true or not and in the former case of renewing my plants and recruiting my insects whether in hopes of other little presents in return whether as a compensation for the vexation i endured from his having made so long a stay the captain gave me the handsomest parrot not larger than a dove that ever perhaps was seen its beak yellow at the base and black at the extremity the whole of the body a bright green the cheeks and the circle round the eyes of a blood red the forehead shoulders and thighs of the same color the upper part of the head crowned with yellow the centre white and the hinder part azure blue the wings green blue flame-colored and purple finally the legs yellow the eyes blue and the iris yellow the captain moreover presented me with a cardinal and three tigers skins eleventh july at length after a useless stay of five days we found we must give up all hopes of the dye wood coming on board the poor captain thus saw all his dreams of fortune vanish and in addition lost the twenty piastres he had paid down as earnest of the bargain to the person who was to have procured him the wood thus either owing to negligence or to want of management the unlucky man lost a profit of at least three thousand dollars for the wood at which campeche fetches but three reals at the cape is worth three piastres i was exceedingly hurt that he had not made a confidant of me at an earlier period as it struck me i might not only have given him good advice but have obtained for him a hundred ton of wood we weighed anchor at ten in the morning and with a wind from the southwest advanced in a direction east northeast at about half a league an hour at two o'clock the wind changed and we steered west southwest we were fain to anchor at four in four and a half fathoms the whole night through it blew hard with much thunder but no rain twelfth july after looking out for a wind but in vain throughout the whole of the night 
it blew from the south at three in the morning we in consequence quickly raised anchor and made northeast with a fine sea and beautiful weather which continued till half past ten when we were becalmed after advancing notwithstanding about half a league by half past one we had a breeze from the northwest which was of much service to us the water now again changed color and from a bluish green became of an azure hue but at four o'clock the wind rounding to the northeast stopped our further advance and we cast anchor to avoid being thrown nearer the shore but not till as the day before we were within sight of land at nine o'clock after many threats of rain which however were followed by no effect the wind veering again to the southwest we weighed anchor thirteenth july this day the wind sunk into a calm at ten o'clock in the morning during the time it lasted which was two hours and a half the spaniards took it into their heads to fish they caught in the time eighteen perch of a monstrous size the smallest of them weighing upwards of nine pounds it is the perca philadelphica described by Linné. this fish is of exquisite flavor and is caught in depths of about five fathoms with a hook two inches long and as thick as a crow's quill the bait is a piece of bacon meat or entrails of fowls about a foot above the hook a ball of about a pound weight is suspended to make the line sink the fisherman has rarely time to throw out lures on the top of the water about noon we had a breeze from the northwest when we set sail anew and at three again came into an anchor such is the navigation common along this coast which runs north and south the southeast drove us out to sea in the night and in the afternoon the northeast again sent us in to shore these are the winds predominant in these latitudes but the winds blow sometimes south or southwest and north or northwest when a vessel may make some way under favor of them it is requisite for two reasons to keep at not more than from four to eight leagues from the coast in the first place because at a greater distance from shore cayos rocky shoals and other sandbanks occur on which a vessel might be driven by the northeast wind and secondly because in the open sea winds being more uncommon and always as well as the currents adverse a voyage would be of eternal duration indeed no navigation in any part of the world is more difficult than that of the gulf of mexico should you leave soundings for the open sea you are engaged in perpetual currents should you keep in soundings you have only light winds and can make but four or five leagues in four and twenty hours on proceeding whether from the north or south seas toward veracruz or any other part of the gulf of mexico it is not only necessary to reconnoiter the bank or soundings of yucatan but also those of florida the terms sondas or soundings is applicable to the whole of the sea of little depth 
which borders the gulf of mexico from cape catoche as far as and even beyond cape st augustine to a distance from shore of from six to sixty leagues and in such gradation with respect to depth that from the deepest soundings that is to say in sixty-eight fathoms you may judge proceeding in shore how far you are from land the depth diminishing a fathom at each league so that at one league from shore there is seldom more than three and sometimes but one fathom water to this notice respecting the gulf of mexico is to be added that the north is the predominant wind and is felt here with more violence than in any part of america and with such in the months of october and november as to render these seas almost impassable End of section 19